Welcome to the Physio Mentor Program, a program designed for physiotherapy private practice owners wanting and needing to outsource the training of graduates within their business. Our mission is to create private practices that you would have wanted to start a career in. Hi everyone, Melissa Salmon here from Physio Mentor. Today I want to talk about a graduate's concern with often not wanting to do anything with patients out of fear. So a scenario where it's do no harm, so I'll do nothing. Now this can be very frustrating as a private practice owner. It's not very helpful to your patient and it often can be detrimental to a graduate's career and learning and development. It is very common in a graduate that they are very fearful. They're fearful of their skills and their knowledge and abilities and they're not confident to know how much treatment is enough, where will I step over the line and over-treat somebody and potentially make them sore. Treatment soreness is not ideal in patients. It's not what we aim to do as therapists. However, in most cases, it has to happen. And it has to happen in order for healing to occur. And let me put it in this perspective. So graduates can be very fearful of making someone sore. But what if a surgeon was fearful of making someone sore post-surgery? They would never operate. They would never operate on anyone because unfortunately that process has to happen. So treatment soreness can be a great guider for where to go with your next treatment and it shows you what a patient can tolerate. Let me tell you a bit of a story uh, from a private practice owner. And it was based on a patient that presented to a graduate in their clinic with central lower back pain. They were a 60-year-old male. They had no referred symptoms. They had quite significant pain. And it was mechanical in nature. So it did worsen with prolonged sitting and standing. There was no night pain. They presented with an x-ray and on pictures and on the report, it showed degenerative changes and quite significant where the disc spaces were very narrowed in the lower segments. There was osteophytes. It was pretty, pretty severe. The graduate, based on this particular patient's pain and the x-ray results, chose not to do any treatment and pretty much sent this patient on their way that, sorry, um, there's not much anyone can do for you based on these degenerative changes. And I think this decision was made out of fear. Fear that they potentially might make this patient worse, make their pain worse. The patient was not happy. The private practitioner was very frustrated at having a staff member that's not offering professional advice or management based on their clinical abilities and education. And the graduate is really self-limiting themselves and not allowing themselves to develop and learn. So I'm going to point out some four major points of concern with this scenario and graduates that are too scared to treat people. First one is, is that this particular graduate based their clinical decision on x-ray results and pain. Now, we know as experienced therapists that x-ray results do not correlate well with pain. So we can have those that have significant degenerative changes on scans and no pain. And then the complete opposite, where we have nothing to be seen on an investigation and patient presents with lots and lots of pain. So 
To base your decision on whether to treat or not to treat a patient based on investigation results is a poor decision. Now, this particular patient, I forgot to mention that the symptoms were of two weeks duration that he managed to have a flare up and an aggravation. So what this tells us is that degenerative changes take a long time to develop in a body and they don't happen over two weeks. So therefore, when this patient was fairly well controlled with their pain or better managed or less pain, they still had degenerative changes there. So that can tell you that you have a lot of gains to be made in this person to get them back to where they were before. Number two concern is if you do not treat them or you do not give advice or the best management for this patient, they will seek treatment elsewhere. And sometimes this can be catastrophic because they can fall into the hands of a worse option. And that could be potentially uh, surgery that may not be necessary. It may be an untrained therapist. So you have to trust your clinical skills and your education and also trust in our profession as physiotherapists that we are the best person for the job. My third concern comes down to post-treatment soreness and patient expectations. So if you make a patient sore, but you didn't tell them that potentially they may get sore after treatment, then they are going to be thinking, well, no, I'm not going back to that therapist. They made me worse. They gave me more pain. However, if you explain to that patient that, look, after this treatment today, you will have some post-treatment soreness that will, you know, persist for a period of time and then it will settle down. How long that persists for guides me as to how much treatment I can do next time and I can really get to know how much you can tolerate. So once you've explained that and the patient goes away and that scenario happens, they tend to be thinking, wow, this therapist really knows what they're talking about because they expected me to be sore. I am sore. So I have to go back and, you know, see what has to happen next. If you are fearful that this patient might not have understood or their expectations are not where they should be and you think you may have made them sore, it's always best to write something down to give to them when they leave the session. And that may be as simple as uh, a simple exercise that you may want them to do uh, or advice or recommendations and also please be mindful John that you may have some post-treatment soreness after this session for this reason and it's something they can refer back to afterwards because most people don't take in everything in a consultation they only take in about 30 percent so writing it down and having them refer back to it uh, really is a bit of a security for yourself soreness can guide treatment it guides you if you're in the right area or it can guide you as to what to do next and if you make someone sore that's fine. Next time you just may not do as much. You may back that down a bit. So how much treatment is enough? Well, really, you'll only know that by seeing the patient regularly and doing a little bit, a little bit of treatment and see how they tolerate it. If you try and do too much in one session and then expect to see them in two weeks time or a week's time even, then you are going to make them sore. So the trick is little and often is the key. And also, what do you consider the worsening of this condition? Is it an increase in pain? Is that the worst that can happen? Because 
I really don't think that as a trained health professional, you are going to be pushing that hard and going that deep or doing a grade five manipulation on this type of spine and be heavy enough that you're going to be breaking anything or protruding anything. So you have to remember that, um, you know, if pain is the worst thing that could happen, then that's nothing compared to if they ended up in the wrong hands of someone and potentially had surgery and then detrimentally that if that was a failure, then that could get worse and worse and worse. That, you know, is getting more towards the end of the spectrum. And my fourth concern with this scenario is, call me an optimist, but I think there's always an option. Whether it be hands-on, whether it be exercise, whether it be advice, whether it be best management, there's always an option to better manage a condition. And whether that be referral back to the GP for a medication review, uh, you know, referral to a treating specialist for an opinion, some gentle exercises for mobility or strength, I feel that there's always an option. And to not give a patient any option, I feel is verging on the side of negligence. So it can be very frustrating for a patient and very deflating when you walk away from somebody who hasn't given you any hope or any direction or guidance as to how to improve upon their condition. So you need to be an advocate for the patient because if you do nothing, nothing changes and you've left this poor patient in in pain that can then turn into chronic pain and other things happen from then on. So you need to put your self in the patient's shoes and I always think I always treat my patients as if they were what would I want done for myself or also what would I do for my family member so if I had a family member with presented in this condition with back pain would I tell them look there's nothing I can do for them no you would do the absolute best and you would try everything to try and give them the best management and give them some relief and if you do have your concerns about potentially a patient that you have made sore or you expect them to be sore, the best thing you can do is within 24 hours or 48 hours, give them a courtesy follow-up phone call and say, hey John, how are you going? I expected that you may be sore. I have been thinking about you. I just wanted to touch base with you and see how that's going. And if it is sore, here are some recommendations to settle that down before you see me next time. It makes the world of difference to reassure the patient that you know what you're talking about. So they're the top concerns about doing nothing for a patient. And if you're a graduate, don't be fearful. You have to do little and often. And by doing nothing, you will change nothing. You need to be an advocate for your patient. They're the top tips.